Hey, product people, welcome to the Product to Profit podcast. We're pulling back the curtain on what it's really like to scale a product-based business profitably and getting into the mindset of a seasoned buyer. I'm your coach, Kristen Fisher, a former corporate retail buyer with over 15 years of experience working for some major brands that you would definitely know, turned six-figure e-commerce store owner of my own gifting brand, Boku, and a retail strategy coach for product-based business owners, just like yourself. Inside this podcast, I have honest conversations about what's going on inside of my own business. And I'm also sharing insights to help you get inside the mindset of a buyer to start applying big retail strategies to your own small retail business. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for this conversation today because it is coming straight from Instagram in the DMs over to the podcast. And it's a topic that I love. So last week I admittedly overextended myself and I realized that I had kind of fallen behind on my podcast recording schedule and I wasn't feeling like I had a great topic that I was super amped up about. And I was like, let me just ask you guys what you want to hear from me. And overwhelmingly, the answer was trade shows. So today on this episode, I want to talk about questions to really ask yourself before you dive into the world of trade shows, how to know if they're right for you, you're ready for them in general, how to pick the right one for your business, and how to really leverage the opportunity at the trade shows or even during trade show season if you're not quite ready for them yet. So it's going to be a fun topic. I love trade shows. So let's just first talk about how they've changed because I think that's something that isn't talked about a whole lot. So in 2020, obviously that changed the game, right? Buyers and brands had to suddenly do things differently. No longer were we doing our traditional buying tactics of going to the trade shows and placing orders. All of a sudden, brands were figuring out how to contact buyers and how to get in front of the the buyers. And buyers were figuring out how to buy without physically seeing and feeling the product. So that just kind of, I think, changed the game. And trade shows themselves had to reinvent and figure out how to get back on track once they got out of 2020. So I will just say this, trade shows are not dead. I keep hearing people say, I think trade shows might be dead. It's not the way of the future. And here's the thing, the the trade shows have to evolve. The buying process has to evolve. So the way of the future isn't the way trade shows used to be a couple of years ago, even. In 2019, trade shows are different than the way trade shows are in 2023. That's a fact. We should be evolving and you know, changing the way we're doing things to make things better and more relevant and new and fresh, but they are not dead. Traditional buying is just evolving. People want that in-person connection and they want like I said, to see and touch and smell, if that makes sense for your brand and your product. Buyers want to to know what they're buying and they want to establish a connection with the brand itself and with you if you are there. So I think the sentiment of trade shows are dead is not accurate. Trade shows evolving is accurate. And so that's what I want to talk about. It's figuring out how the trade show world makes sense for you so that you're really going in with open eyes and with a strategy in place so that you can really maximize your opportunity to get in front of the right buyers at the right time. So let's talk a little bit about how to know if a trade show is even right for you. 
So the most obvious thing is just, are you prepared for the upfront investment? That's the first thing that I'd ask you because they are not cheap. Okay. And I think that they're getting even more and more expensive. And even some shows are requiring brands to sign up for both the fall and spring shows. And it's just a lot of investment. So you need to first make sure you can afford it and have a clear expectation around what you're going to get out of it. I would say you need to be at at least six figures in your business before you sign up for one. Because you want to make sure that you're not going to lose all your profit. You're going to dump all your profit into a show that is not a guaranteed immediate return on your investment. So you want to make sure you can just flat out afford the fees because it's not just the fees, right? Obviously we all know it's also your booth design. It's also hiring support to help you at the show. If you feel that you are going to a big enough show that's going to require it, you probably need an assistant unless you can convince a friend or your mom to come and help you <laughs> for free. You have to pay for your lodging and the travel and the food and all the things that go along with that. So you want to make sure that you can just flat out afford it and assume you're going to make zero sales from it. Just like no going into it, this isn't a guaranteed return that's going to come out of this show. You want to make sure you can afford it going into it. So make sure you're at about six figures before you even sign up for one. And the second part of figuring out if you can afford it, actually rather if you're prepared for it is what I probably should have said. If you're prepared for a trade show is making sure that you are ready for the results that could come from the trade show. You want to make sure that going into the trade show, you are prepared for the level of volume that could come out of it. So whether you have a ton of brands that are obsessed with you and you play, they place a ton of orders with you, right? On the spot or right after the show, you have a lot of little orders to process. Or on the flip side, you have one buyer come through from a big box store or a really large retailer and they place 5, 10, 15,000 units with you. And on top of it, maybe you have all those other small orders from the small brands too. Can you actually fulfill all that? Do you have all the kinks worked out in your business to actually handle that production size? That doesn't mean you need to know going into it how to turn around a 15,000 unit order. What I'm saying is you have done enough wholesale upfront with different accounts where you've worked through all the kinks on the wholesale side and you have had high volume months where you've had to crank out a lot of product or turn around a lot of orders in a fairly quick time because buyers will expect that they're going to be able to get their orders within a couple of weeks after placing that order. So you want to make sure you are setting yourself up for success to be able to handle that capacity. So those are kind of a couple of things, the investment and also just your operations and your capacity going into it. The third thing that I would say to just make sure you are ready for a trade show is making sure you feel that you have a broad enough assortment. And when I say assortment, you can go back and you can listen to some of my earlier episodes where I talk about what an assortment even is. But if you have been listening, you want to make sure you have a broad enough product offering to be able to maximize the opportunities there. So if you only have a couple of products developed, that might not be the right time for you to go to a trade show because you have to guarantee that every buyer that walks through your booth wants that one product. An example I can think of is at Shop Object this past, let me think, it would have been in February when I went to Shop Object. I don't want to give any specific details about this brand or what they were selling. 
But I'll just say it was a beautiful, beautiful brand, but they only had two choices. And it was so specific that they probably didn't have a really great, this is me assuming, but they probably did not really have a great return on their investment for being at that show because it was so singular that you had to buy a lot of units of one or two SKUs in order to hit their minimum. And it was all kind of one price point. So when I say you wanna make sure you have a big enough or a broad enough product offering, I don't mean you need to be going crazy, but you wanna make sure that you have enough developed in your product line so that different types of buyers can put together a different assortment for their own stores that makes sense and hits your minimum and is a broad enough range where they can test out different SKUs within your, your offering. Let's just talk about, okay, if you aren't there yet, if you're like immediately, Kristen, I'm out, I'm not at six figures yet, or I'm at six figures, but if someone placed an order for 5,000 units, it would cripple me. Then I would recommend that you look at some smaller local trade shows and just kind of dip your toe, get your feet wet, see how it feels before you sign up for a really big high visibility show, because you don't want to walk away disappointed. You want to walk in feeling really confident and you know what you're doing. So I'd recommend first things first, look at local trade shows and just see if you could test that out first. I know I'm in the Philly area and I know that they have smaller local craft shows and trade shows that smaller boutiques go to. Now they might not be your ideal perfect buyer, but it would get your foot in the door to just feel out what a trade show can look like for you. You obviously can also do markets and that's not reinventing the wheel, but markets in general are just a really amazing way to do market research and test out new products and talk to customers, see what they're liking. Cause off, oftentimes that will translate to buyers that helps you to really articulate your messaging and talk about your brand over and over and over again, so that you kind of have your elevator pitch down. So that by the time you would get to a trade show, you know, you can spat it off really fast and you can be like, this is what I stand for. These are my best sellers. These are the products. Customers love this because X, Y, and Z because whenever you're at a market, you're hearing firsthand what people like or don't like. You're not kind of guessing. It's true. And sometimes people are brutally honest or you overhear them saying some things that maybe don't feel good if they're not being very nice, but you are getting that information firsthand and you can make tweaks and adjustments to your line. So starting out small with local trade shows, doing local markets, getting your feet wet there, and if you have the ability or you're close to it or you can afford to fly somewhere, go to a big trade show and walk the floor. See what other brands are doing. See what catches your eye. See what buyers are doing. Really pay attention to the buyers walking around the trade show and where they're pausing and taking time to really look at the booth that they're walking walking through. It'll help you to just get a little bit of I guess, market research to see what you want your booth to look like. And I think it gives a really good perspective too of going with that lens of what are buyers doing? So paying attention to that. This is a little bit of a side note, but in corporate retail, something that we always did was tons of shopping trips. A lot of times we would go into the stores the own stores that we were buying for, the brand that I was buying for, we'd go into our stores and just observe customers walking through the store and look at 
not only where they're pausing as they're moving throughout the store itself and what they're really looking at or the questions that they're asking, but also what other bags are they carrying? What shopping bags are they carrying? And just kind of getting an idea of where else they shop. And obviously malls are changing and evolving and kind of dead, but there is still something about watching people in their element. And in this case, buyers walking through a trade show and just observing. So those are a couple of ways that you can start to get ready, get yourself prepared for a bigger trade show if you're not quite ready yet. So the second thing I want to talk about is how to really figure out what the right trade show is for you, that you're going to get your biggest return on your investment because it's not a one size fits all thing. So for example, shop object kind of has a lot of buzz right now because it's a really well curated. I'll use that word that I just can't think of another word that's good to replace curated because it just gets the point across, but shop object is a really well curated show and it has an aesthetic to it that is just, um, It just has a vibe. I'll just say that it has a vibe. It is right for certain brands and for certain buyers. It's not right for every brand. So let's just say you are a handcrafted jewelry line that is really beautiful and artistic and has that artistic hand to it. You might not make sense at shop object because shop object is maybe a little bit more modern and you don't have as much of a modern vibe despite it being beautiful. It's just a different aesthetic, right? Maybe a little more boho. Let's go with that word. Then you might want to actually look at trade shows that are geared towards handmade. Or if you're a stationary brand, Shop Object does have stationary brands there scattered throughout, but buyers aren't there just looking for stationary. They're looking for home goods, they you know, want giftables, they want um, accessories, things like that. Now, a stationary brand could do very well at Shop Object, but someplace like Noted is probably the perfect place for you because it is all stationary brands. Even New York now, I think, is a little bit more geared towards stationary brands. So I think you need to just get a little bit clear on what your buyers are looking for where they shop, where they're researching, where they are going, or I should say what trade shows they are going to, so that you can be a little bit more strategic about what trade show you are investing in, because you want to go where your buyers are. You don't want to go just to the trade show that is getting all the buzz. You want to go where your buyers are. So I want you to like really do your research and think about okay, what trade show makes sense for me and my brand and my price point? Because there are so many trade shows out there and buyers are going to a lot of them. I know for me, I've gone to, in one day, I'll try and go to two. Sometimes I'll go to multiple, depending on how big they are, how much time I have. And this is not just for me in my own current business, but also when I was buying for um, major retailers. So Buyers are going to multiple places. So just because you know that the, let's make this up, the anthro buyer went to Shop Object, that doesn't mean they didn't go to five other trade shows. They are on the hunt for the best new product and brands. So you just want to make sure that you are picking the show that has the majority of the ideal buyer there so that you are showing up in the right place to serve them. So if you aren't actually ready for a trade show yet, 
you can still partake in the opportunity of a trade show season and take a piece of the pie because buyers are coming to trade shows with the intention of finding new brands, connecting with existing brands that they're already buying from and want to just see the new line. And they have money to spend, right? They are coming with their open to buy open. And if you don't know what an open to buy is, that is basically a financial plan that they work with their buyers. I'm sorry, that the buyers work with their planners to prepare going into a buying season. And it really is saying, this is how much money I have to spend on inventory specifically. That's a major retailer doing that. Smaller retailers probably are doing a much smaller version of that. And if they're not, you can work with me and I can help you (laughs) figure that out. But the open to buy is really where they say, this is my checkbook. This is how much money I have to spend. If you don't know what that term is, I have a retail terms cheat sheet in the link in my show notes so you can grab that. I recommend getting yourself familiarized with some of these more corporate retail terms before you go into a trade show so that you can converse with the buyers and you're not sitting there with your eyes glazing over writing down these terms like, I need to go Google this after this conversation. (laughs) You want to go in and feel really confident in those conversations so that you know what they're talking about. So with that said, buyers are coming to the trade show to spend their open to buy dollars and you can still capitalize on that because that is the trade show window, right? Where they are ready to buy. So you can strategize your outreach timing around the trade show season, the trade show window, so that you're essentially sliding into the DMs of the buyers when they're ready to date. It's like, you know, that perfect timing to just strike while the iron is hot. You want to make sure you have an outreach strategy that gets your foot in the door before they spend all of their money and make all their buying decisions. So getting clear on when the trade shows are, when that ideal trade show is where your buyers, you know, are going to be spending some open to buy dollars and plan your timing of your outreach around that and do it in a way that's actually going to get noticed so that you can have the opportunity to take some of that open to buy dollars, even though you're not at the trade show. Because sometimes even if you are ready for a trade show, you might not want to spend the money on it, or you might have something going on in your personal life. Heaven forbid we (laughs) have lives in addition to um, running our own product businesses, right? But you might have something going on where you can't go to the trade show. You can still maximize the opportunity during that time period by having an outreach strategy that can really just get your foot in the door and get in front of the buyers. All that to be said, you've decided that trade show is right for you. You're going to your first trade show, or you're just trying to get better at trade shows. Let's just talk about the strategy at the trade show itself to stand out to the buyers, because you need to have a strategy going into it, not just this beautiful booth that, you know, highlights your beautiful product. Yeah, that's important too. There are some things you can do to really optimize your booth so that you stand out and you convert like a mini store would. So merchandising with the intention of taking the buyers, let's just say like on a journey through your collection, which allows them to build their assortment visually and get to know your brand and your best sellers, but also what you'd recommend they add on. Because guess what? You can't talk to every single buyer that comes in your booth when you're at some of these major shows. You could be caught up talking to a buyer and having a conversation with them. And then 
behind you, you have four other buyers hovering in your booth and you just can't split yourself like that. So you, you need to approach your booth design in a way that will tell your story without you physically telling them the story and allows them to still build their their assortment without talking to you, right? So there is just an obvious booth strategy from a merchandising and a visual perspective that you wanna make sure you approach in a way that is going to drive conversion, essentially. And then on top of that, you want to treat the trade show like a lead gen opportunity. We're just gonna call it what it is. You wanna capture the buyer's info because in the past, buyers used to go to trade shows and actually spend money and place their orders on the spot. I think some traditional buyers still do that, but I know for me, like when I was buying for Urban Outfitters, never once did I place an order at a show. I actually could not do that because of just the way corporate retail operates You basically find the brands, you build out your buy, you have to put it into your spreadsheet to make sure it all balances out your attributes, all the things I talk about in the assortment and assorting episodes, but you have to do all that work and then you have to get sign off from leadership. So you don't place a buy there. Some smaller brands might place buys, but I personally, because I've been, I guess, what's the word, trained to do it in the corporate buying setting, I still approach trade shows the same way for me personally. I go and I do the research, I take it back, I absorb it, I work on my numbers, and then I place buys. So you want to make sure that you have a strategy in place to capture the buyer's information so that you can do proper follow-up. And that leads me to your post-show communication strategy beyond just a follow-up. I feel like... For me, I have been going to trade shows for over 10 years, both on the corporate retail side and the small buying side for Boku. And I have seen trade shows evolving. They've, you know, evolved to have just a different flow, to have a different atmosphere, to be a little bit more modernized. And I've also seen the way brands are talking to buyers and the communication after the show, it's evolving. I've also seen that brand piece not evolve. And that is where I feel like there's a lot of opportunity to basically modernize tactics because what worked 10 years ago, even three, four years ago, does not work today. So I'm super, super, super excited. How many times can I say that word? Oh my gosh. Can I edit that out? (laughs) I'm super excited to announce on the podcast here that I'm hosting a masterclass on Shocker on trade shows. It's going to be called Trade Show Secrets. It's a two-hour masterclass. It's basically going to be part training, part hot seat to get your questions answered live on the call. So I'm going to walk through in detail strategies for the booth, for communication, post the show, and everything in between. So everything from booth design to grab the buyer's attention to get them to actually come in. And then once they come in your booth, tactics and strategies that can work to keep them in your booth longer. The longer you have a buyer stay in your booth, the more likely you are to get an order later. That's just like general facts, right? Because they are engaged with you and you can really talk about your product and you can sell them, right? So tactics to keep them in your booth longer and have a memorable moment or memorable experience in your booth. And then all the way through post-show, how to really communicate and reach out to the buyers to get them to convert to an order or give you an order. And if trade shows are not right for you right now, 
I'm going to be teaching you how to leverage the trade show window and that time period where, okay, you can't go to the trade show yet because you're either not ready or doesn't work for you at this time in your business, even if you are financially at a place where that does make sense, or if you've gone trade shows before, how to just take that window of time and get into that buyer's inbox and connect with them and still get a piece of that open to buy budget to be spent on you and your brand. So the trade show is going to be, or the trade show masterclass, I should say, is going to be jam packed with all of my secrets and tips to stand out at a trade show and get the buyer's attention or to just really leverage that time period. So the link is in the show notes this week only. You can get it for 37 flipping dollars. And I'm telling you, I really struggled with what to price this at because I feel like it should be a couple of hundred dollars, but I want to help as many people as possible. So $37 this week only, the price is going to keep going up. It is going to be on May 12th. You will get a replay. So all the information will still be there for you if you're not able to attend live, but I'd encourage you to attend, attend live because you're going to be able to ask me questions and we can brainstorm on your business live on the call. And you can learn from the other brands that are live there as well. So if you're listening to this episode in the future, a year from now, it will still be available to you. The link in the show notes will be updated so that you can get the masterclass. You just won't have the live component, but I am super excited about this. It's my first live masterclass. So I cannot wait to just teach live. I'm used to teaching privately or in a group setting kind of behind the scenes. So this is going to be really cool, really fun. And like I said, jam packed with information. So hop on it, get, get your, your ticket to the masterclass. I cannot wait to see you inside the masterclass and in the DMS. Have a great week. All right. That's all I've got for you today. I am so glad that you're here. If you are loving the show, I would be beyond grateful if you would just take a minute to rate and review this podcast just to help spread the word. Now there's something in it for you too, as a little thank you. If you leave a review, share a screenshot or just share the show to your stories and tag me at product to profit coach on Instagram. You'll be entered to win my new monthly giveaway where you'd win a hot seat coaching call with me. You'd have the option to record it live on this podcast, which not only would be so much fun, but would also give your amazing brand some visibility and you a quick win. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week.